This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Isn't it convenient that we have a round table? Well, it's actually oval. Just say it. The blind guy feels it now. Goes, I guess it is oval. Kind of oval. Here we go. The Thursday tradition, folks. We've done this since the beginning of Kelly and Company. Really appreciate you being with us. Uh, what the idea of the round table is? I host this round table. It's an open conversation on a variety of topics, handpicked by yours truly. And today we welcome in to join Rami and I uh, a voice that we had on here not too long ago as she was wrapping up. Her podcast, Becky Zara, joins us. Becky, welcome to the program again. Nice to have you on board. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me back. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, we've got a few things to start with here. Uh, We'll get to your podcast in a few moments, but uh, we've had just so much news of late today with the Queen's passing. Um, also, we want to step back a little further uh, and talk about Saskatchewan. Um, we had a very awful tragedy over the weekend and kind of wanted to see if there may be anything you can give us in the feel. Um, so many people put on alert in three provinces, uh, some people having to shelter in place. Um, just wondering, how's the environment, as we know both of the accused uh, are both uh, deceased now? Yeah, you know what? It was kind of a, just a wild, there's not even a word that can exactly explain, I think, the tempo and feeling of the environment for the last few days here in Saskatchewan. And, um, I mean, when that first alert came across and then there were, you know, consecutive other ones and updates, and it just kept on, felt like it was lingering. They couldn't find them, they couldn't find them. And, I mean, it was like, what do you do? Where do you go? You felt so helpless. and. Yeah. I think it, it created a sense of real unease because nobody, I think, felt safe because there was, you know, they were relaying that there was targeted incidents and then just total randomness that was taking place as well. So, um, you know, and then I, I do live in Regina, right? And so there was the talk that, you know, he might have migrated down here to Regina and Arcola, there was a spotting and um, I was actually at the lake, and so I felt a little bit better half an hour away from the city, but, you know, my parents were in the city, and my, mm-hmm. my siblings in the city, and it's like, what do you do, and how on earth do you explain that to a 12-year-old that looks to me and my husband for, you know, reassurance that everything's going to be okay, and, you know, it's um, it was challenging, for sure, and I just... I just have to say that my thoughts and prayers and respect and everything goes out to all of the family and friends that were directly impacted because I think we as Saskatchewan residents and Canadians as a whole felt like we were all impacted. But we have to remember there was people that were more directly impacted than myself for sure. And man, what an incident to go through. I remember having the concerns watching the CFL game uh, from Regina and, and, just yeah. thinking of people who may not have even known what had happened or leaving the stadium or the concerns that he, he you know, they were, they at the time were, were in Regina, um, what that was like. And you really encapsulated it with, with sharing how people must have felt anywhere you turned. You, you didn't honestly know, you know, you, you, you had people worried that they just go out to take the garbage out. And with the randomness of the attacks, what if? So thanks right. for sharing. Just don't know. No, you really don't. Uh, Becky, uh, I mentioned that you have a new podcast coming out. And kind of when you were here last time, obviously, we didn't get into it. We didn't open the door. We we thought, hmm, 
what could be coming uh, our way. A lot of people are going to experience something very different from you in this podcast. Totally. I'm so excited about this podcast and the release of it. It's coming out on the end of September on the 27th is the first episode that's going to be released. It's called Raising Kindness with Becky Czar. And this podcast is, like you said, totally different than the blind reality. This one circles all around providing volunteerism and giving back in a positive way to your community, regardless of your age or your ability. You know, whatever your challenge may be, set it aside and You know, if you've ever considered volunteering in whatever capacity um, over the years and kind of wondered, hmm, could I do that? What would that look like? And you haven't been able to quite push your anxieties aside. Well, guess what? I'm throwing myself out there. I'm pushing our anxieties aside for all of us. And I am trying random. I'm calling random because they're very different volunteer experiences for each of the episodes. But I'm bringing my 12-year-old son and one of his adorable friends along with us for each of these episodes as well to show that regardless of your age as well, like, you know, I think it's really important as a parent to get kids involved in giving back and contributing to society in a positive way at a young age is so important. So, you know, some might look at it as I have a little bit of a crutch with me. Yes, that is fabulous and it's great to have there with me. But I also have Lulu, my guide dog that's there. And um, spoiler alert, we've filmed a couple of episodes already and we've had a blast. It's been so much fun. The kids come out and they're all energized and from giving back and contributing. And they're like, holy, like we just did that. And I'm surprising my son. And he's like, I can't believe you did that. And, you know, it kind of was making us giggle. Yeah. Yeah, and we want people to understand, too, this is a video podcast uh, that will be available in either form uh, from AMI and on and on YouTube. Um, but I also want to mention, because, Rum, we got into this conversation the other day when mm-hmm. we had our community reporter, uh, Julie, on, and I know I, I volunteered at a fairly young age doing stuff, helping out, getting and, – and, and I was always raised being told, oh, what a great thing. So I love that, that your son and the friend are involved – uh, what a great angle for it. But I want to bring Ramya in here, too, because, Ram, this is kind of what Julie and you were talking about during the committee report on uh, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, it's such a, a fantastic way to bring the conversation back, Becky, because we were saying the same thing. You know, your values as a person, regardless of how you might think uh, that volunteer work is not exactly something that you're, you know, worried uh, concerned about or not sure if you can do it well or whatever the the questions may be but i love how you said that you're gonna put your anxieties aside and Mm. just jump right in i remember one of my volunteer gigs as a teenager was to help out at the sick children's hospital um and and the ward that i they helped out was children coming out of uh all kinds of intensive surgeries and I was I was so into it, right? I wanted to work there. It was an, an amazing opportunity. But the first day that I had to actually go in and start. Now, like mm-hmm. the procedure itself was all done. I was ready to go in. But the first day I went in, I thought, what the heck am I doing here? You know, what am I going to offer these people? And I was nervous. And at that time, I, was, um, I, I wasn't even using my white cane very well. And uh, I hadn't fully come to terms with my own disability. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous that I would think that I could come here and offer these people my support. But two days, like one or two days into the experience, I started to 
really understand the value that I was bringing to the parents, um, bringing to the children themselves, just giving people that time to relieve themselves from being around hospitals 24-7 for days and weeks and months and uh, like how uh, grateful they were for my support. And some of them were aware of my disability and others weren't. And regardless, I felt like this was huge for me. This was adding a huge value to my life and what I was offering people. And it always sticks with me. That was more than 10 years ago. but And I've done so much volunteer work since then and before then as well. But this part of it was huge for me. So when you say um, you're putting your anxieties aside, I feel I really can empathize um, with you and with others who have to have that conversation with themselves in order to volunteer at all. Absolutely. I think that, you know, when I first lost my sight, I was, I was just, I had a plethora of support, right? And help from, you know, predominantly friends and family, but also organizations like the CNIB. So I kind of started thinking, how on earth could I give back? Like how, like, what would I possibly have? But I thought about it a lot. And, you know, when I was discussing this initial concept with my son, he was like, I'm 12. Like, what do I know? And I was like, all you have to do is go in there and be yourself. And good things will happen. And we've rolled into different, you know, scenarios where we haven't been able to, you know, conduct our volunteer help or act or whatever it was um, in the designed way that we intended that day. But we pivoted, which is life, right? And we walked over there and they're like, that was even better. Like, that was, you know, that was good. I'm like, this is how life is, guys. You just adapt on the fly. And like you said, some people have picked up on that I have a vision impairment um, and others just haven't and they're like really that's your mom's guide dog like really is she training it i'm like you know my son's her guide dog (laughs) oh man so it's great well i really hope that listeners and viewers enjoy it and there is a component that the kids have snuck in there to get the viewers involved so Mm, you know check it out and uh check out and i really encourage people to get involved in doing the kindness challenge put forward by the kids for each episode nice that is really cool well and i think that's the big thing a lot of time people volunteer and there's a lot and i'd love to know the percentage of how many of us really do it and realize my gosh, I'm getting more out of this than the people I'm volunteering to support, to help Mm. in the ways I can because of what magic it does for me. So really great. Looking forward to such a different styled podcast. It's a video podcast. Uh, The 27th of September, that's when you said it drops, the first one? Yes, it is. And then each episode consecutively for the next month after that will come out the second Tuesday of the month. So that was when the Blind Reality came out. So I'm hoping the listeners got used to that schedule and will join us the second Tuesday of the month starting in October. Awesome. Very good. Well, I want to kind of stay with podcasting, uh, broadcasting presentation. Actress Sherry Shepard will host her very own talk show when Sherry hits the air next week. Sherry Shepard was part of The View for seven years, and now she breaks out on her own. She will combine a look at pop culture with real people's stories and plenty of comedy. Shepard says she asked Oprah Winfrey for advice and took 15 pages of notes. Shepard says she has also been in touch with singer-actor Jennifer Hudson, who is starting her own talk show on the same day. I'm so excited for her because her success is my success and vice versa. So there's no competition there because we are two different women. Sherry debuts Monday on Fox stations. I'm Archie Zaroleta. So it's wonderful to have a mentor when you are embarking on any job, anything that you're doing, whether it's it's business, whether, uh, you know, anything, someone to kind of show you the ropes or somebody at least 
in the family, a friend or whatever that you can go to and say, hey, your experience is vast, much more than me. What do you say? What do you recommend? What do you suggest? So I'm going to start with you, Rum. Uh, give Becky a moment to think on this. And, and again, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure she'll have a great answer for us. When you, at any point, whether it was starting this show, getting involved in anything you've done since then or before, such as the volunteerism, have you had that person, 15 pages from Oprah, can you imagine? (laughs) But that person that you could go to ask and get instantaneous feedback or, okay, here are the things you should keep in mind before. I I didn't go to too many people for feedback, but I always looked back to my experiences watching my mom in uh, in broadcasting, in media, in how she carries herself on stage, uh, on camera, in front of a microphone or behind a microphone, whatever. And the thing is, it, it was I was always around it. Right. So I, I feel like I picked up on the way she conducts herself, the, the, even the content, um, to, that she was interested in or that she would put out there. I feel like it's always played a huge part. And really, even bigger than that, Kels, is I would just pay more attention to women in broadcasting. You mm-hmm. mentioned Oprah mm-hmm. and, and these two women that we're talking about, Sherry and Jennifer Hudson and Kelly Clarkson and all these people who are coming out now with their talk shows, but also just women who really paved the way to get their voices out there, to help others put their voices out there by utilizing their platforms and and the way that they've did it, done it. You know, we have, we have so many different styles out there that we can uh, listen to and take into consideration. Funny, fun, casual, serious um, news, you know, all kinds of things. But at the end of the day, when, when a a woman is presenting, I feel like I need to pay attention um, just because it's important to me. It's important that uh, we continue getting more women in broadcasting in, in all capacities. I know when I was working TV, when I started, had no prior experience except for something I did when I was about 12 or 13 years old. So I had all sorts of questions and it was finding that, that, that the people who really could help me out with the industry, but also what I could curtail for myself. Becky, I'm going to leave this with you because I'm curious on doing the blind reality. And now with the new podcast, um, I know you obviously have your son and friend asking you about it, what to do, how to do the whole market. And now that you're doing the TV uh, or sorry, the YouTube um, podcasting, which one do you feel, did you have that person that you went to, got those kind of notes a year ago or now? Yeah, you know, my head's going in a million directions right now because literally within my family, I'm just trying to spin with my mind. I'm the first one that's done anything remotely like this. And so I have to be honest, it's going to sound cheesy, but you guys were really my role models because this was the first organization that I ever had worked with in a media-related setting. So, you know, Ramya, Jolita, yourself, Kelly, like Mike Ross, all of you guys have really been role models for me. But when it comes down to, like, designing and coming up with new ideas, I have to say my husband is my sounding board where I say, you know, what do you think about this? And, I, you know, what do you think about that? And am I going to lose it if I'm heading in this direction? So, you know, I really have to say I do emulate a lot of the, you know, celebrities and have to, you know, repeat exactly what Ramya said is, you know, like some of the female role models that are out there right now are outstanding. And if I can kind of, you know, emulate some of the, their patterns and what they do, I most definitely would think that that is a huge compliment. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Becky, as we move forward doing our roundtable, as you move forward the podcast, we'll have you back, try to get you in here regularly if you have the time for us to do the roundtable and get into so many different conversations as usual. Thank you for the openness and thank you for sharing and good luck with the podcast, guys. Thanks so much, you guys. And it's always lovely talking to you. Folks, you can join us next Thursday for the Roundtable Conversation. We do it every week. Thank, of course, podcast host Becky Zar for joining us. We'll step aside for a moment. When we return, we'll see what's coming up on Now with Dave Brown over on AMI-tv tomorrow and uh, wrap up our show telling you what we liked and what's ahead tomorrow for the Friday edition. Stay tuned. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.